the man that says what the people need to hear. Somebody need to hear this. That's right. He's going to be bringing you the word each and every week. You better not only be ready, but stay ready. Stay ready so you don't have to get ready. The time is up. It's the moment you've been waiting for. He's here. It's the Raw and Uncut Podcast with Pastor Radden. Service starts now. Amen, amen, amen. Praise the Lord, saints. Praise the Lord. Amen. Bless your holy name, God. Thank you, Jesus. Amen, 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 amen. About to bring another word from the Lord on today. Amen. We're about to be started here in about another minute. Amen. I'm just giving time for some people to get on. Amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. We're going to be starting at 1045 a.m. sharp on this Sunday morning. Amen. Hallelujah, God. As you see, I'm bringing the word, amen, on Facebook Live on this morning. Amen. Hallelujah, God. Bless your holy name. Bless your name. Bless your name. Bless your name. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Bless your holy name. Yes, got a wonderful word from the Lord on today. Amen. 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 God bless you. Amen. Thank you all for tuning in. Amen. Just trying to give everybody a little time before I get started. Amen. About another few seconds, and I'm going to go ahead and go into a word of prayer, and then we're going to be coming in with the word. Hello, hello, hello for all my good, faithful members of Restoration and Faith Deliverance. Amen. I see, amen, the powerful Pattersons as always, Sister Carter. Sister Carter Patterson is always at the top of the list. Amen. Hallelujah, God, and her husband, my man. Amen. Brother Patterson. Amen. One of the best chefs and cooks the state has ever seen. Amen. Amen. My man, Mike Johnson. Thank you for tuning in. Amen. Minister Coleman. The Coleman's are watching, praying for them as they have to bring a word up in Newberry on later on on today. Amen. Bless them. Amen. Hallelujah. God bless your holy name. We're going to go ahead and get started. Thank you all for tuning in. We're going to go ahead into a word of prayer and then we're going to go ahead and get in our word. Amen. The topic for the day is what are you chasing after? Hallelujah, God. What are you chasing after? Amen. You can ponder on that for a second. We're going to go ahead into a word of prayer. And then we're going to go ahead and get into the word. Let us pray. Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you, Heavenly Father, Lord, for this day, God. We thank you for another opportunity to come before your people in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, I pray, Heavenly Father, that you use me this day. Heavenly Father, anoint me, use me in the mighty name of Jesus, God. I pray, Lord, that I will decrease and you will increase in the mighty name of Jesus that the people of God will not just see me, but they'll see you in me, God, in the mighty name of Jesus, God. Anoint me, Heavenly Father, Lord. Give me strength to bring this word to give you glory and honor, God, because it's all about you. It's not about me, Heavenly Father. And I pray, Heavenly Father, God, when this word comes forth, everybody will know what they're chasing after in the mighty name of Jesus. Bless your holy name, God. Lord, if it had not been for you that was on our side, where would we be? In the mighty name of Jesus. In Jesus' holy name we pray, amen. 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 Bless your holy name, God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, God. 
I'll be praying for you, Brother Johnson, that you feel much better in Jesus' holy name. God, thank you. He has it on there. So saints of God, pray for Mr. Michael Johnson. He's not feeling good. Amen. But he's still tuning in. Amen. We'll be praying for you because the prayers of the righteous availeth much. Hallelujah. God, thank you for another opportunity to bring the word. I am Elder Dakota Radden. Um, representing Restoration Community Outreach Ministries, amen, under the leadership of the mighty woman of God, Pastor Tonetta Robinson, amen, and our overseer, Bishop John Willie Robinson, Jr., amen, hallelujah, God, and also the overseer over everything that we're up under under Calvary's Rock is Bishop Andre Sexton, amen, hallelujah, God, way out in Sierra Vista, Arizona, and his wife, Evangelist uh, Sexton, amen, may God continue to bless them, hallelujah, uh, we just brought in another bishop into the fold, a Bishop Boyd, if I'm not mistaken, God bless the man of God, haven't had the honor to meet him yet, but I will one day soon, amen, God bless you, amen. Thank you, Mr. Silver. Amen for tuning in. Amen, Mr. Juan Henderson's son. Amen. There is a word from the Lord on today. Thank God for the members of Restoration Community Outreach Ministries and Faith Deliverance Outreach Ministries for their support and tuning in. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah, God. We're going to go ahead and get right into the word this morning. Amen. As I told you right before prayer, the topic is what are you chasing after? Amen. What are you chasing after? Amen. You know, the the world has a lot of things. The world, the streets, as we call it, the streets or the world has a lot of things to offer. I know when I was out there, there's a lot of things to offer. It, it has more than enough things to offer, things that you want, but not things that you necessarily need. Amen. Things that you don't need at all. But the world has a lot to offer. Amen. It, it has plenty of drugs and alcohol. It has uh, plenty of lust. Amen. It has plenty of anger. It has all of that type of stuff. And all of that, I used to be chasing after all of those things and more. Hallelujah. God bless your name. But that's why I thank God for deliverance. So that's why I'm asking you now, what are you chasing after? And there's two things that I want to talk about. Basically, is about selfishness because we in the world, you have a thing about, you know, it's all about me. I got to take care of me because nobody else is going to do it. Um, and you also have that seeing is believing that you just only believe what you say. And I'm going to tell you that the Bible speaks the opposite of those things. And that's what we need to be chasing after. There's several things that the world offer, but see that. That selfishness and it's all about me and believing and believing and seeing is believing. Amen. We got scripture to combat that as well to go against that. And we're going to be talking about that. I know what it's like when people tell us all about me. If I don't take care of me, who will? You know, that's what that's what we say when we out there in the world and whatnot. It's all about me right now because I got to take care of me. It's about me and mine, me and my family and whatnot. But we're going to go. We're going to see what the word says about that. That's why I'm asking, what are you chasing after? We should be chasing after godliness, chasing after righteousness. That's what we should be chasing after. Hallelujah, God. Bless your name. So I'm be coming out of the book of Philippians to see what it's talking about, about, uh, about it's all about me and all of that type of stuff. Like how we always say in the second chapter of Philippians, in the second chapter, starting at the third verse, <clears throat> the word tells us, let nothing be done through selfish ambition. Or conceit, but in lowliness of mind, let each esteem others better than himself. See, it's talking about putting others up there. It's not talking about just you. It's saying put others up there. Hallelujah, God. And see, well, I'm gonna see it now. That's just the the new uh that's the new King James Version. And what it says in the Amplified Version, 
we're going to talk about that, what it says in the Amplified Version as well. Let's go break it down even a little further because the Amplified Version has words and has things in parentheses when it's breaking things down. Amen. Got to put on the old spectacles here. Turned 50 about a month ago. Amen. Hallelujah, God. And in the book of Philippians in the second chapter, starting uh, in the third verse, it says, do nothing from fictional motives through conceitness and strife, selfishness and unworthy ends or be prompted by conceit, empty arrogance. Instead, in true spirit of humility, let each regard the others as better than himself and superior to himself. No more highly than one than what another of you do of yourselves. In other words, it says that no more highly of one another than do for yourselves. It's telling you to think about others more than you do of yourself. Hallelujah, God. Even when God called you out of darkness into the marvelous light, you just didn't get saved, not just for you. You got saved for others as well to bring people out of that light. Amen. Hallelujah, God, to bring people out of that darkness. You didn't get saved just for you. God knew exactly what he was doing when he called you. Hallelujah, God. He knew exactly what he was doing when he chose you because he wants you also to bring others and snatch them out of the fire. That's the book of Jude, the last book right before Revelations, the book of Jude. We're talking about snatching people out of the fire. Amen. We're supposed to be about bringing people in, telling them about Christ, living that example, letting them know in certain terms, in certain ways sometimes what you're doing is not right according to God and whatnot, and let's try it this way. Hallelujah, God. And a lot of people are not receptive to that. A lot of people love what they're doing. I think the Bible says about, and people love the pleasures of sin. Hallelujah, God. But see, and part of the sin is being selfishness because I know it's all about me. For instance, you know, it's parts in the Bible also, which it's a parable about a man who had a whole bunch of, of goods, right? He had a whole bunch. He said, I got plenty to drink. I got plenty to eat. And what am I going to do? He had more than he had so much that he said, you know what? I'm going to build bigger barns to put my stuff in. I'm going to put more food and more wine and more drinks or whatever it is that he had. He had so he had more than enough of it. He said, and once I do that, I'm going to just eat, drink and be merry." selfishness. He didn't think of nobody else but him. He had all of that extra stuff that he could have helped people with. And that's why the spirit of the Lord came to him and said, you fool, your soul is required of you this night. Hallelujah, God, your soul. That means that man was going to die. Even this is a parable. All right. This is just a parable. Just talking about selfishness and greed and all of that type of stuff. If you have in your pantry, you got 10 cans of corn, 10 cans of stream beans, 10 cans of beans and all kinds of things like that. Get some of that away to somebody who need it. People need some of that stuff out there. Like I'm saying, now, if you just, you know, if you only got a couple of cans, okay, that's fine for you and your family to eat. But if you got all of that extra stuff in there, give some of that stuff away because it's not all about you. Somebody need that. There's somebody out there whose house didn't burn down. There's somebody that have been put out. We see it on the news all the time about people's houses that have been burned down. They have absolutely nothing now. They're just out there. They got to stay in hotels. The Red Cross got to put them up. They got to go down to the food bank to get food. And then food banks depend on uh, those non-perishables. You know, every year right around Thanksgiving and, and Christmas time and all of that, the radio stations, be it spiritual and secular, both radio station. They're always asking for you to come down and to give, 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 give canned goods and do all kinds of things. Here in Columbia, South Carolina, they had a thing called stuff a bus. They have the big old bus, like a big school bus or a city bus, and they just want you to stuff it with goods and, and with presents and with food and different things. And some people have bicycles and all of that type of stuff on there and canned goods and all of that type of stuff. 
they do that so people can have stuff. There are people out there that have bigger needs than what you have. This ain't about being selfish. I done read a couple of scriptures from two different books and also believe if I'm not, that's an, um, is that, yeah, also in Romans 12 and 10 also. In Romans 12 and 10, it talks about that, about not, about esteeming others and lifting people up higher than yourself. Romans 12 and 10 talks about that as well. Hallelujah, God. So see, there's several scriptures in here that's just not about you. It's about others and putting others before you and helping people. How in the world are you going to call yourself a child of God and you don't want to help nobody? Somebody helped you over the years. Somebody helped you. did not do everything on your own, be it somebody gave you some money, some food, a place to stay, transportation, gas money is something. I'm quite somebody didn't help you with something. Some advice on how to take care of your body, some some what you need to start eating more, this vitamin you need to take or whatever the case may be and whatnot. You did not do everything by yourself. Somebody helped you. And that's what we should be doing, helping people, because it's not about you. The time is now to stop being selfish. Put others ahead of you sometimes. Yes, you got to take care of your own household. Yes, you got to pay your bills and whatnot and get food in your own house. But if you have that extra, you help somebody. Because it's not about you. And Jesus, that's what Jesus was trying to tell people. It's not about you. Hallelujah, God. God did not save you just to be selfish. Hallelujah, God. We got to do better. We got to do more. And there's plenty to do. There's plenty of people to help. There's plenty of organizations you can volunteer for. There's plenty of things that you can give money to. There's plenty of things you can give your time to. Hallelujah, God. Like I said, our church around on Christmas time and, and play thing and holidays and whatnot, they, they go out and feed the homeless and whatnot. We just, not every year and whatnot. We just don't sit in the house. And that's fine because a lot of people do that with family. Around Thanksgiving and Christmas time, you have people going out and going to these food places and these shelters and volunteering and helping feed uh, the homeless and doing things of that nature. Going out into the parks in the cold weather and giving out bags of food and different things and and deodorant and and, and washables and you know and uh, soap and different things and whatnot and toothpaste and toothbrushes, helping out people in cold weather at Christmas time. <clears throat> that's what you call giving up your free time and being unselfish. Hallelujah, God. And helping people out. Bless your holy name. Hallelujah, God. And that's what we have to do as Christians, helping people out. But see, but if you chasing after the wrong thing, that's the type of stuff that we should be chasing after, chasing after righteousness, that godliness, chasing after things of that nature, because it's not about you. Stop being so selfish. You know, it, it, it starts with, uh, Hallelujah, God. Even, even when we were children. <clears throat> or let's talk about the adults that have children for a minute. Now, a lot of do stuff do start when you're children. Picture your two or three-year-old child, be it male or female, and you bought them a car or a truck or whatever, a little toy truck or car, and girls, you know, some baby dolls and whatnot for their birthday, for Christmas or what have you. They probably been playing with that thing for months. Then one of your friends come over and they bring their child over. That's roughly about the same age and whatnot. And you notice the other child, the visitor, might grab the little truck and want to start playing with it. Now, your son might start crying and whining and try And you say, stop, boy, share you teach them how to share. Now, that child probably never even heard of the word share before. They don't know what share means because they've been playing with that stuff the whole time. Now they have to give that up and let somebody else play with it for a while. And they get to whining and crying. And you might try and get up and say, be quiet, all that crying. Boy, you know how we say before I give you something to cry about. Let him play with that. 
You can play with that anytime. You play with that all day. Sharing, because that child is thinking it's all about him or her at that particular time. And see, so that stuff starts when we're small and whatnot. It's hard just to, to give things away, but we have to share our time. See, like I'm saying, going out into feeding the homeless at Christmas time, that's giving up your time. Because where do you want to be? In your nice warm house, eating your food. And enjoying family, especially if you have family that's over and visiting. Even if not, if you're just in there with whomever, your husband, your wife, your children, or whatever the case may be, it's about spending that quality family time you done took off work and all of that type of stuff. But see, when you go out, see, that's giving up your time. That's hard for some people to do. See, they, they, don't, mind, they don't mind doing that stuff any other time. But how about on those particular days? volunteering to go feed people on Thanksgiving when you're used to cooking and feeding people. I'm just saying, yeah, you can always come back home and eat and whatnot, but just for a couple of hours to go out and do something like that. If you're not working or whatever the case may be, it's just something to think about. People are very, very appreciated when you come and help them out on them type of holidays because it's not after you. See, that's a godly thing to do, a righteous thing to do. Hallelujah, God. And that's what we should be chasing after. Godliness. Hallelujah. Righteousness. That's what we should be chasing after. Things that just like that. Hallelujah, God. Bless your holy name, God. And that's what we have to teach our children to be unselfish. We have to teach our congregations to be unselfish. We got to teach and preach more on being unselfish. Hallelujah. That is not about you. God is first and God chose you for a reason. And God did not choose you to be selfish because it's not all about you. Even when you see my prayers, I say, let the people see you in me and not just me because it's not all about me. It's all about Jesus Christ, my Lord and Savior. That's who it's about. It's me. I'm not I'm not nothing. I'm not doing nothing. I'm giving glory to God. Everything that I have, everything positive that I do, everything, it's all because of the glory of God. Where would I be if it had not been for the righteousness? Where would I be if it had not been for the glory of the Lord? Hallelujah, God. It's all about the Lord, not about you. Bless your holy name, God. And it's all about giving and taking care of people. Now, do I give money every time when I see somebody holding up a sign that's saying that, you know, I need some food or anything helps? No, I don't. But sometimes I do and whatnot, because there's a lot of things you can do other than that. You can give at your church. They probably have a missions organization. It's just certain things you can volunteer your time. It's something you might have. There's something that you can do. You can always help out somebody. You know, they got big brother programs to, to little children and all kinds of things, a big sister things and whatnot. Huh? It's always something you can go to a, a rest for a rest home that deals with uh, elderly uh, people. Amen. And, and spend time with them and do what? Because some of them don't have family anymore to come visit them and check on. them. It's always something you can do where you can give up your time and not just with family members. I'm talking about with people who don't even know you who people don't, don't even know you. Yes, take care of your family. Take care of your loved one. If you have a grandmother, a grandpa, or an older auntie or uncle, and you know they by themselves, go see them from time to time, please, and check on them, especially now in the summertime when it's hot and all of that. But you should be checking on them year-round anyway. When you're cooking big meals, bring them some food, wrap it up in some aluminum foil, and take it over to their house. I don't have that to do. I don't have parents no more. Every time when I cooked on the grill on holidays and whatnot, I always had to go bring them something to eat. Not because I had to, because I was forced to, because I wanted to. Even if they was in the hospital, if they was in the hospital for several days or several weeks and it was during that time, during a holiday or something, when I cook food, I would go to the hospital and bring them food. I would go to the rest home when they was doing their rehab or whatever the reason was and go bring them something to eat and stuff like that. I never didn't let them sit in there and just rot and wonder where my kids at and all of that. If you have elderly people in your family, please go check on them. 
especially those of you who are blessed enough to have grandparents, hallelujah, God, that are on up in age in their 70s and 80s and 90s and all of that type of stuff or great grandparents. Check on them, please. Hallelujah. If they're still fortunate enough and blessed enough to live in the house, you know, they ain't going to be out there cutting the grass and trimming the hedges. Somebody out there need to be doing that type of stuff. Put a new roof on if they got a bad roof. Yes, it costs money and all of that. They got programs and stuff for that. You just got to look into that stuff. Check on people because it's not about you. Hallelujah, God. You sit up in a nice, fine home and all of that type of stuff and everything is working. Check on the elderly and make sure that they're okay. Because if it's up to God's will, like a man said one time, just keep on living. Just keep on living. And next thing you know, you'll be on up in age and you're not going to be able to do the things that you used to do. You can't drive no more. You can't hardly walk that far no more and all of that. Then you're going to be dependent on people to do for you. Now what it's going to be like when you didn't hardly help nobody. Now you want everybody to help you. You know, like they said, you reap what? What you sow. Hallelujah, God. You helping people, people will be helping you. God has put somebody in your path and then your children will be checking on you, your grandchildren and all of that. That's stuff that we need when we get in our older age right now. I'm just 50. I can do for myself right now. And hallelujah, God. But how will I be if Lord lets me live another 25 years till I'm 75, another 30 years till I'm 80? Will I be able to do the things that I do now? Am I strong enough to do the things that I do now? Hallelujah, God. Bless your name. And I pray that I have, I have four children. I pray that all of them will be able to check on their mom and dad if we still around here doing that age when we well into our senior years hallelujah god bless your name bless your name hallelujah god and the next part that i want to talk about amen is what they're saying seeing is believe how many times they say if i don't see it i don't believe it hallelujah god well see the bible we talks about in what in second corinthians and five and seven what does it say that we walk by hallelujah god we walk by faith Hallelujah, God, it says, for we walk by faith and not by sight. Hallelujah, God, bless your holy name. That's what we walk by. See, we're too busy on just going off of things that what we see. Hallelujah, God. But when you're a Christian, when you're following Jesus Christ, hallelujah, God, we got to go by faith because you're not going to be able to see everything. Some things we just have to believe. I believe that Jesus is coming back. Hallelujah, God. I believe that. And it takes faith to believe that. I don't care how long it's been or how long it's going to take. The word says that he's coming back. And I believe that. Hallelujah. I believe that Jesus is the son of God. Hallelujah, God. I believe that. Bless your holy name. Faith, faith, faith. Christians, we walk by faith and not by sight. Look here. I don't care what report the doctor has given you. You got to believe that you're going to be healed. You got the word of God says there's power, there's death and life in the power of the tongue. Hallelujah, God. And we got to speak that. We got to speak life and we got to speak death on certain things. I speak death on bad things like being in debt. I speak death on not enough. I speak death on lack. I speak death on those things. I need God to kill those things. Hallelujah, God. But speak life over your life. Speak life over your children. Speak life over your job. Speak life over your money. Speak life over your home. Speak life. Hallelujah, God. There's power in that. And keep speaking that no matter what the doctor says about what kind of health that you're in. Hallelujah, God. And if things don't go your way, if God decides to do it another way, then that's what God do. I always give the testimony about my brother with the cancer. Hallelujah, God. I was speaking life. I said, God, go save my brother. Even though he was getting smaller and smaller with his weight loss, getting smaller and smaller, 100, 150 pounds, 120 pounds, 115 pounds. God already, I ain't never seen my brother that small. My brother was 200 and plus pounds, a healthy man. So you can imagine what it was like when you started seeing him get to 200, 175, 150. I'm still praying. I never did say 
Oh, I never did believe, oh, this is it. My brother go die. No, God decided to take him. That was God's will, what God wanted to do. But I believe to the very end. And there's too many people that have testimonies believing what God can do. And God did it because there's too many people that had cancer out there. Somebody was praying and now they don't have a trace of cancer no more. Give glory to God. Hallelujah, God, because that's the type of God that we serve. You got to believe. Hallelujah. There are spouses out there, wives and husbands. That's just all out in the street. You got one saved spouse and one is out in the street. That saved spouse is praying for their spouse. Hallelujah. And keep on praying. How you know I was one of them? Hallelujah. My wife was in the church, but I wasn't. Bless your holy name, God. Always sending up prayers for her husband. Always sending them up. Never doubt it. No matter how much liquor and alcohol I was drinking, no matter how much I was going out, no matter what it may look like, faith, she had to have it. She had to have faith that God was going to turn her hubby around. And God did. November 3rd, 2003, I gave my life to Christ. Hallelujah. Bless your holy name, God. When it didn't look like it, we got married in 1999. Hallelujah, God. When it didn't look like I was just on a highway straight to hell. And I know there's been some saved spouses and have some unsaved uh, husbands and wives for many, many years. But the point is, you got to keep praying. Keep praying and believing because we walk by what? Faith and not by what we see. It might look like somebody's not going to get saved. It might look like somebody's not going to turn around. Well, how did it look for you? Hallelujah. Somebody prayed for you, just like the song says. Somebody prayed for me, took the time, had me on their mind. Hallelujah, God. Bless your holy name, God. Somebody took the time and prayed for me. Somebody took the time and prayed for you because they believed, because they walked by faith and not what they see. Just out here acting a fool, hallelujah, God. And people are praying for you. My Lord, my God, my Savior, hallelujah. Yes, sometimes we pray, but God may go the other direction. Whatever direction God want to go is God's will and not your will. God's will be done. And if God decides to take the individual who you're praying for, ain't no need in being at God. God knows it. Ain't no need in being mad with God. God knows exactly what he's doing. If God decided that it was time for them to go in and end all of that pain and suffering, then so be it. Sometimes we be selfish and we want people to hang on and need to know they're in a whole bunch of pain instead of praying, that, if anything, but praying that God would just let them go and be with you, Lord. That's a hard thing to do because you don't want your loved one to go. Hallelujah, God. I know I was. I would call it selfish, call it, but I'd believe that God would go hit. I was going to tell me I was going to take my brother to these churches and say, my God, my brother was down to 100 pounds, but look at him now. God saved him. I had all that stuff going on in my head. That's what I was going to do. I said, no, nah, me and him will go to some churches and we're going to let people see what God did for him. But God decided to take him anyway. And I wasn't mad. I just say, well, praise God. You know better than I do. Hallelujah. God bless your holy name. And that's what it is. People lose parents. People lose brothers and sisters and get upset with God. Ain't no need in doing that. You got to have faith and believe that God knows exactly what he's doing. But if you get that report from the doctor, you got to claim that you are healed. Hallelujah, God. No matter what it is. No matter what it says you've been diagnosed with, you got to claim your healing and you got to believe God. You got to believe what this word says, that he is a healer. By his stripes, we are healed. That's what his word says. Hallelujah, God. And you got to believe that. You got to believe for a turnaround, whatever situation you may be in, be it your job, be it your family, be it your children. You may have a wayward child, a child that's out there in the street just doing everything but right. You got to believe and pray to God that God is going to turn that child around, be it male or female. Get that child off the streets, get him off the drugs, get him from hanging around bad people, whatever it may be. But God is going to bring him back in or bring her back in. You got to believe that. Hallelujah, God. Bless your holy name. Because that's what we walk by, by faith and not by what we see. The situation may look bad. 
I'm not where I want to be with everything in my life, but I'm believing that God is going to turn it around. Hallelujah, God. I believe that God is going to turn this thing around and I believe it and I'm just waiting for the day when he do it until I'm still yet praying for God to turn some things around. Hallelujah. I'm not going to give up and say, well, this, I guess this is just it. This is just how it's going to be. I'll never believe that. Not with there's a God in heaven, not with the God that I serve that sits on the throne. Hallelujah, God. I don't care what it is. God can turn it around. Hallelujah. There is nothing too hard for God. Bless your holy name, God. We can't just go by believing what we see. Hallelujah, God. Bless your holy name. It says we walk by faith and not by sight. Second Corinthians five and seven. And see, and right in my closing, I want to talk about uh, 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 Thomas. Hallelujah, God. We're going to go to the book of John. Amen. In the 12th chapter, starting at the, uh, excuse me, in the 20th chapter, starting at the 25th verse. This is the situation where where Mary Magdalene, she saw Jesus. And this is after Jesus had, had already been died. After the third day, he rose and Mary Magdalene saw him and she came back and told the disciples and and Jesus showed himself to the disciples and showed him his hands and his feet and uh, his side and and all of that. But Thomas was not with them. Amen. And so we're going to go and I'm, and I'm going to go from there. Thomas was what not with them when Jesus came back. But look what happened. And this is uh, uh, the 20th chapter of John starting at verse 25. It said the other disciples therefore said to him, this is when Thomas came in. Thomas came in and he said that <clears throat> he said, we have seen the Lord. So he said to them. And so Thomas said, unless I see his hands, the print of the nails and put my finger into the print of the nails and to put my hand in his side, I will not believe. So Thomas said, you know what? Now, these are the people that you've been with. These are people that you've been walking with Jesus with and all of this. And they told you, no matter whatever it is you was out there doing, they said, Jesus came back and showed himself. And Thomas was like, look here, unless I see the nails in his hands, and if I can put my finger in the nail print, and I can put my hand on his side where that nasty soldier stabbed him in the side, if I can put my hand, once I do that, then I'll believe. See, Thomas didn't want to take by, by, by faith. He wanted to believe in his sight. But look what happened in verse 26. And after eight days, the disciples were again inside. This time, Thomas was with them. And it said, Jesus came, the doors being shut and stood in the midst and said, peace unto you. Oh, my God, this blessed me when I read it. Notice what it said, that Jesus came and the doors were shut. He said, and stood in the midst of them. In other words, he didn't come through the door. He didn't come through the door. Imagine right now just being right where you at right now. And all of a sudden, Jesus just poof, just pops up right there in front of you. Hallelujah, God. Ain't coming through no door. Ain't knocking on no door. Not saying, let me in. I want to come in. It said the doors being shut. And he stood in the midst of them and said, peace be unto you. My God. God, just think about that. The doors were shut and he came in there in the midst of them. My God, boy, that's good right there. My God, that's good. He stood in the midst and said, peace to you. In verse 27, then said, now this is now this is Jesus. Now, Jesus didn't say nothing. The first words that came out of his mouth, he spoke to Thomas. The very first thing that he came in the door said, peace be unto you. And then he spoke directly to Thomas and said, reach your finger. In here, reach your finger here and look at my hands and reach your hand here and put it into my side. Do not be unbelieving, but believing. Jesus already knew that Thomas didn't believe that it was him. He already knew. 
He didn't ask, where was you at the other day when I came? Or I heard you said something about if you see me that you need to put. He ain't say none of that. Soon as he came in and said, peace unto you, he went straight to Thomas and said, put your hand here and put it here and put your hand in my side. Hallelujah. God. And once he did that, and in verse 28, Thomas answered and said, my Lord, my God. He said, my Lord, my God. And Jesus said unto him, and this is my last verse. Thomas, because you have seen me, you believed. But he said, blessed are those who have not seen and yet believed. Blessed are those who have not seen, but yet believed. Hallelujah, God. I ain't never seen Jesus a day in my life. Not with these two natural eyes, but I believe he exists. I believe he's there. Hallelujah, God. Because the word says so. And if you want to think I'm stupid and crazy enough for being that, well, then so be it. Hallelujah, God, because you ain't going to change my mind. That's what I believe. You believe what you believe. I believe what I believe. Hallelujah, God. Yes, I believe on things I can't even see. Ain't that crazy? Ain't that just as crazy as can be to believe in something that I can't see? Hallelujah, because you got people out there that believe Christians are just as crazy as they can be. Brainwashed, delusional, weak, all of that type of stuff. That the Bible is one big fairy tale, is one big made up story. People believe that with all their heart. But I know one thing. Once again, I believe that there will be a judgment day and there will be a time where every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus is Lord. I believe that. I believe that. I do believe there is a heaven. I do believe there's a hell. I do believe there's a lake of fire. I believe all of that. Hallelujah, God. Hell, the lake of fire, two places, that place that I just don't want to go because the lake of fire is going to be the end game. That's going to be it because death and hell is tossed in the lake of fire. It tells you that in the book of uh, Revelations right there toward the end. Hallelujah, God. I believe that. I believe that. I believe that with all my heart. Hallelujah, God. And you're not going to change my mind. Like they said, you're not going to make me doubt him. I know too much about him. Amen. The mighty woman of God put that on the other day. Uh, Pastor Harvin's wife. Amen. Evangelist uh, uh, Harvin and whatnot. She said that I know too much about him. Hallelujah, guys. You can't make me doubt him. I know too much about him. That's that old school. Y'all don't know nothing about them songs right there. You can't make me doubt him. Know too much about him. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, that's them songs right there. We, you don't sing them. You don't hear them too much no more. Hallelujah, God. But you can't make me doubt him. Bless your holy name. No matter how much you try, no matter how much I might be praying for some things and haven't come to pass yet, you're not going to tell me that God doesn't hear my prayers because the word of God says that A-S-K, ask, ask and you shall receive, seek and you shall find, knock and the door shall be open. I'm asking, seeking and knocking and I'm praying that you do the same thing. But the main thing is you got to believe what you're asking for, believe what you're seeking for, believe what you're knocking for in the mighty name of Jesus. Ask and you shall receive, seek and you shall find, knock and the door shall be open. Hallelujah, God. I believe that and I'm going to keep on asking. I'm going to keep on seeking and I'm going to keep on knocking. Hallelujah, God. I'm going to keep tugging at the hem of his garment in the mighty name of Jesus. I believe the story about a woman with the issue of blood, how she 12 years, she was bleeding and couldn't stop until she touched the hem of his garment, until she touched the bottom of his hem and touched it. And then the bleeding, and said, immediately it stopped in the mighty name of Jesus. Doctors could not figure out why this woman just kept on bleeding, but she touched him and it stopped. I believe that. And out of all of the people that was around him that was touching on him and whatnot, he only felt that one touch from that woman. 
That's the touch. Remember that story? Because he told his disciples, he said, who touched me? And the disciples, all these people around you, what you mean? Who touched you? He felt the virtue. Oh, my God. He felt her touch because she actually needed some. But the thing is, she believed. She believed. She said, if I can just get to him, and that's the same way how we got to be to Jesus. If I can just follow him just like that. If you follow him like you do your favorite sports team, if you follow him, hallelujah, Lord, like you do things on social media, if you just follow him and you follow him in your daily living, you follow him in your word, hallelujah, God, the word of God, you follow him. Bless your holy name, God. Thank you, Jesus. And watch how things turn around. Just follow him. Bless your holy name, God. Yes, Jesus. Yeah, I hear you, Darius. I see you. Yes, you have. You're still here. And thank God. So you got to keep being positive no matter what you're going through. No matter what you're going through, no matter what you do, just keep being positive. Hallelujah, God. Bless your holy name, God. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. I pray that I've been an inspiration, hallelujah, through this word on today. In the mighty name of Jesus, bless your holy name, God. We're going to go ahead and get ready to end it right here. Amen. In prayer. And I'm just praying, chase after righteousness. Chase after godliness. Amen. Just what are you chasing after? Chase after the right thing, because once again, the world has plenty of things to offer. You just keep on chasing. Keep chasing after God. Don't chase out the worldly goods. Chase out the godly goods. Hallelujah, God. Bless your holy name. Let us pray. Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus, bless your holy name, God. We thank you, Heavenly Father, for this word on today. We thank you for all those that tuned in to hear the word, God. I pray, Heavenly Father, Lord, that this word was encouraging, Lord, that it was uplifting, God, that it was enhancing, God. In the mighty name of Jesus, bless your holy name, God. Father God, we give you the glory because it's all about you in Jesus' holy name, God. Continue to order our steps and use us, God. Forgive us of our sins, God. God. Help us for we're falling short at God. Help us to be overcomers, God. Because your word says, Father God, that we are more than conquerors. In the mighty name of Jesus, bless your holy name, God. Father God, we love you. We praise you. We give you honor. We give you glory. In Jesus' holy name, we pray. Amen. Hallelujah, God. I thank God. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you, big bro, Kirk, for tuning in. Bless your holy name, God. Thank you, Michael, for tuning in. We're praying, Heavenly Father, for your well-being, Mike. Amen. That you feel better. God bless your sister Mares. Amen. Uh, brother Starks and your brother, older brother. Amen. Thank you all for tuning in. And of course, my lovely wife, as always, in the mighty name of Jesus, with her beautiful, fine self. Amen. Tuning in. Thank God for her and supporting me. Amen. Hallelujah, God. Bless each and every last one of you. Amen. I am Elder Dakota Radden, uh, the assistant pastor at Restoration Community Outreach Ministries. Amen. Once again, under the leadership of the mighty, mighty woman of God, Pastor Tonetta Robinson. Amen. Hallelujah, God. Praying for safe travels for her and her husband and all those that travel to Arizona, that they can come back safely in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. That God will grant them traveling mercy and all those that have traveled to the great state of Arizona. Amen. Bishop Boyd, Bishop Moses, Bishop Collins. Amen. And whomever all those that have traveled uh, many, many hundreds of miles that they can make it back to their destination safely. Amen. God bless each and every last one of you. Thank you for tuning in. If you would like to make a donation, amen. It's dollar sign RCOM, R-C-O-M. That's for Restoration Community Outreach Ministries, dollar sign RCOM, 1999. Amen. Hallelujah. Bless your holy name, God. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. God bless you. If you need prayer, just let me know and we can tell God all about it. I love you, but God loves you more. God bless you and thank you. Thank you for tuning in and continue to let God order your steps. God bless.